Welcome back to the program. My name is Alan Carter. Thanks for spending your time with me today. We have got to have a conversation about the way we are speaking to each other. I know that there are high emotions on all sides, but what's going on in terms of, you know, what's happening in our country is so alarming. Uh, for example, we have this news that Peel police believe the constituency office of liberal MP Peter Fonseca was targeted after a suspicious fire broke out there on Tuesday morning. Now, we don't know what's behind that, but again, police believe that this was a targeted attack on a constituency office. My next guest is the president of the Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association, Flavio Volpe, has been a strong and vocal critic of the blockades at the Ambassador Bridge and the occupation of Ottawa. And Flavio, I understand that uh, you yourself have received some unwanted messages as well because of your stand. Thanks for having me, Alan. Uh, nothing new for us, but the the level of vitriol is is uh, alarming. Uh, the types of uh, hatred that are in the messages. They're, you know, I, I've gotten messages over the years with all the things that we've done, like uh, Trump supporters during the NAFTA negotiations. But um, but they're usually, you know, um, contrary opinions uh, from people who decide to call me after hours. But in the last uh, couple of weeks or so, uh, given our activity on getting a court uh, order to clear the Ambassador Bridge, you know, I now start, start to get messages that are uh, about character, that are about, uh, that are threatening, that are full of uh, hateful, uh, misogynist uh, language that uh, to me, I, you know, I kind of brought it to a light yesterday to say, look, I'm a big boy and I certainly don't, um, you know, we're not we're not suffering here. We've got uh, we're living uh, pretty comfortable lives, doing uh, good work. But if these people are uh, feel empowered to leave that kind of stuff for me, I can't imagine uh, what people, uh, racialized communities, or women, um, uh, or other people who don't have the public platform I have, uh, are hearing. You know, the only thing that matters is how we treat each other, and we're doing a we're doing a pretty poor job of it lately. Um, I personally was in one of the, the protests, the one that was in, in Toronto and experienced it in a, a, a concerning amount of vitriol directed my way and other reporters have uh, experienced the same. And, you know, my feeling is kind of the same as yours, Flavio, is, you know, I'm, I, I can take it. It's fine. It's, a, it's not about me. And yeah. of course, you know, the kind of abuse that I got again is just a fraction of those of, of what uh, racialized reporters or, or women out in the field are Mercedes Stevenson reporting, you know, the incredible vile uh, hatred coming her way for her reporting from Ottawa. Is it just that those who are, have always been in the shadows with these kinds of, of opinions just feel empowered that they can step out into the light right now? Uh, it's a little bit of that. I think the election of the 45th president of the United States gave uh, people uh, a platform and they felt that they, uh, they could speak like that. And of course, here in Canada, we're seeing a bit of a shift into that. Um, you know, I look at, uh, and I'm glad you brought up Mercedes, uh, other prominent women, either in politics or in, uh, in um, journalism, have retweeted, for example, some of my tweets of the last few weeks. And then I look at what happens in the timeline when a Catherine McKenna 
retweets or a, or a Mercedes St uh, Stevenson retweets, the timeline is full of the kind of language that you would never use face-to-face -face with somebody, uh, the kind of language that you should be embarrassed about, and um, insightful, hateful, and, uh, you know, I've spent uh, a, a lifetime being uh, as much of an ally as I could be uh, with racialized communities, uh, you know, I'm speaking today. I'm really the wrong guy. Uh, we're speaking because, because I received some pretty bad stuff for the last few days, but it really the focus uh, on, on an anti-bullying day is um, who is on the receiving end of this increased vitriol. And it is the same vulnerable, com vulnerable communities that were on the receiving end when our cameras weren't on and uh, we weren't in interviews. I think the events of the last few weeks are starting to finally coalesce in the minds of the silent majority on some of the things that are rotten in this country. I think social media allows cowards to coward. And um, if you're calling me, and, and I posted some of the stuff on Twitter, and I thought, you know, this might be a little shocking, but I think people need to hear it. If you're calling me, uh, knowing uh, who I am and and what my network might be and you know, I'm not, uh, I'm a big boy. Uh, I can't imagine what other people are getting. And I think the silent majority needs to kind of stand up for the people who are being targeted. And we also need to think in terms of what a good future of social media is. And, you know, we talk about uh, behavior. We, 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 we talk about raising, uh, being properly raised. Being properly raised isn't, uh, not drinking or uh, eating right or, um, you know, uh, going to church. It's, it's uh, learning how to treat people. You know, we're all on a spinning rock circling a fireball. Really, none of this matters. Um, people are getting really pent up and they're getting platformed. Uh, usually these people are anti-information, uh, usually anti-science, anti collected wisdom of the ages, but even they mostly have mothers and their mothers and their fathers probably taught them to be uh, nice to people. We, I think we, as a society, have to figure out um, when did they trip out of that behavioral expectation and, and why do they feel empowered uh, to, uh, to act the way that they do? And I think a real look at that might help improve where we are. You know, I speak out uh, because, uh, you know, I'm a baseball coach. I was a soccer coach. I have children. Somebody posted online that uh, maybe the truckers, uh, somebody should send an 18-wheeler to run over my children. I mean, yeah, you're probably just some coward sitting at home. Um, and boy, I've heard it all. But, um, but I love to be face-to-face -face with that person and, and ask them, who hurt you? Hmm. Like, how, how did we get here? You know, you want to... You want to debate international trade? I get paid for it. You you you, you want to threaten anonymously? I mean, you know, grow up, Fabio. I appreciate you coming on and sharing. Um, I know personally myself, I've backed off social media just because, and as I point out, that what I get is is a fraction of what others get. But I just, you know, it's it's tough to be out there with this climate. I appreciate your time today, Flavio. Take care. Anytime, Ellen. It's Flavio Vope, who's the president of the Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association. And, it, you know, it, it, it's really, in many ways, it's the algorithms that are responsible for this. You know, we, 
we enter into these social media spaces, the algorithms are there designed to keep our eyeballs there as long as possible. And what keeps us engaged more than anything, not a hug, it's not a kumbaya, that's just not in our nature as humans, but it's antagonism. It is conflict that keeps us engaged. And that has led to a, what a lot of what we're seeing right now. I, stay with us. <laughs> 